Hello and welcome back to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 36. I'm your host, Sakatar, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Nihal. How you doing, Nihal? I'm doing so well. You know, there was a lot of exciting news in the last week. Uh, Everton has a new majority owner, which is really exciting, which means hopefully we'll be spending some money on some players. Uh, MLS starts in less than a week, which is kind of crazy to think about. It seems not too long ago that we were at MLS Cup Final here in Columbus. Uh, I mean, I can't... Fi- whoa, five, five days away now? Four days away? It's crazy. Yeah, no, yeah, six days away at the time they were recording this. Uh, yeah, Sunday at 4.30, Portland and Columbus, a rematch of the MLS Cup Final. It's going to be great. We're going to have another episode for you on that uh, very soon. Yeah, we will have a preview um, also, uh, a friend of the podcast, Carlos Mojica, released the first episode of Enganche, uh, his podcast, so definitely go check that out. There's a link uh, to the podcast on his Twitter. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. Uh, he he yeah. and his uh, friends discussed how they got into soccer, and there's some interesting stories in there. I recommend you guys go check it out. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I just talked to Carlos yesterday, actually, and uh, he said that episode two will be about rivalries in soccer. So it should be very, very interesting. They're going to be talking about Super Classico, obviously El Classico, uh, the Istanbul Derby. I mean, there's a couple of those, but uh, Fenerbahce and Galatasaray. So it should be a very, very interesting episode. And they have, I know they're having a Turkish, uh, one of his Turkish friends is coming on to talk about Galatasaray and Fenerbahce, which is a crazy rivalry, man. Yeah. I, You know this. I've been to Turkey. And literally when I, I bought a Galatasaray jersey and when I was holding it, you know, these uh, Besiktas and Fenerbahce fans wouldn't sell me stuff at the bazaar afterwards. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, Wait, is that like but, a? Is that like a, is that a like an agora, like an ancient Greek agora? Is that a bazaar? What is that? Sure. Yeah, it's like an. Okay. Agora. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to relate it. I have no idea what that is. Like a marketplace. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it is a marketplace. You never heard of a bazaar? No. I mean, not in that context. Well, a bazaar. Not bizarre. <laughs> okay. P A Z A A R. The Grand Bazaar in Turkey. Okay, well, this is nothing to do with the podcast, but definitely go check them out. How are you doing, though, man? Um, you know, just kind of being a high schooler, you know, a lot of work. Yeah, I just finished my driver's ed over the weekend, so. Finally nice, nice. getting to that point where I can get my license, which is nice. I'm getting my braces off next week. Uh, that's that's awesome. Is, it gonna fe- is that going to affect the podcast? Are you going to sound better? I think I will sound better. Awesome. Yes. That's, ex- that's exciting Exciting news. Definitely. And also some more exciting news, but let's get into the soccer portion of the podcast, where we talk about the new crest for the U.S. men's national team. Uh, I like it. Do you? What do you like about it? I just kind of like how it looks very classic and timeless. I feel like, you know, the the U.S., the old U.S. crest was kind of, like you said, like a little bit, like, amateur. It looked kind of like a high school team. In fact, my, our high school modeled our logo after their logo. It's literally the same thing, except with different initials than U.S. Uh, yeah. Um... But I, I like this one. I think it's, it can stick around for a while, and it looks right. like we are not a team to be messed with. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't like the logo, um, and they've been pretty vocal. I think people will get over it. I think, it's, like you said, it's definitely better than the old crest, 
not as cool as the Centennial Crest, no. uh, in my opinion. You know, I really wish they just went with that. Um, but, you know, it's not bad. I still think it's a little, I don't know. It's a little weird to me. I, I think it'll grow on me. I think it looks really, really nice on the scarves that we saw. I mean, I think it looks really nice there. Uh, it's just going to get some getting used to. I just don't think and it's pe- necessarily important to have, like, USA in big letters on it, you know? Right, right. And I think, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people have been saying, oh, this doesn't look like a soccer crest. There's nothing soccer about it. And I mean, I kind of like that, you know? I think, I think, I mean... The one that jumps out to me is the Netherlands with the the lion, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean well, that's, that's such awesome, a cool, yeah. that's such a cool and iconic crest and logo. But I like Portugal's to, too. It has nothing to do with soccer. Yeah, a uh, little religiously charged. Yeah, but uh, yeah, sure, I mean, actually, I didn't. I, should, I just thought about that. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, the, the, dude, their jersey is a cross. And Mexico's is cool. I can respect it. Yeah, Mexico's is cool. They have a soccer ball, though. I was looking for examples that... Isn't isn't there a soccer ball I in think it? so, actually. I think the, yeah. Wait, is that a hawk? What what animal is that? It's a, it's, a, it's an American eagle. Oh. That's the national bird of Mexico. An American eagle? Yeah. That's not a bald bu- eagle. No, no, it's not. A bald eagle is different from an American okay. eagle. Okay. I think it's an American eagle as a national bird. Yeah, just when you said American eagle, like when you think an eagle that's oh, the American. Company? No, I did not think. Oh, that's it's a it's the golden eagle. Sorry, not American okay. eagle. I'm sorry. Um, sorry about that. I think it's uh, maybe it's. Not, I thought it was called. I thought it was called the uh, an American eagle too. Maybe I'm just thinking of the company. Yeah, you probably are. Um, I mean, I feel like the, the S kind of seems out of proportion with the U and the A. I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe that was intentional, but. Uh... Well, yeah. I mean, well, here, here's the thing. It, it still looks a little amateurish. I, I have to say, like not overly. I, I don't know what to think. I think it'll definitely it'll definitely look better. As time goes on, as these things always do, I just I don't know how people can say this is worse than the old crest. The old crest looks like clip art. It looks like a high school team, uh, and I think this this crest can look really nice on jerseys, on scarves. Like I said, I don't know if you've seen the scarves. I think they look excellent, and I I really need to get my hands on one of those. I if there's one thing I kind of I don't know. Do you like? Do you like the shape on the left and right sides of the new crest? Like, it kind of looks, like, kind of bulky. The, the other one was kind of cool. Like, just, like, the outside shape. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, you know... I mean, we're not, we're not like, designers or anything. Just... No, no, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I think... Well, are you saying, like, the Centennial crest was more sharp? Was sharper? Like, at, at those edges? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, even the... Yeah. Uh, oh, we're talking about the, the the our actual crest, our previous crest. Like our previous crest has like, like it doesn't have yeah. it doesn't like jut out on the sides, on like the bottom yeah. left and right sides, like the new one, which makes it look less bulky. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I think honestly, what would have been cool is instead of blue letters and white words, um, was a blue background up there and white letters. Yeah, for USA. I know Ben Hata, or Ben Jata, I don't know how to pronounce his name, tweeted a picture of it with a blue background above the stripes, and USA in white letters. I think that looks much better. 
Uh, and I think it looks more like the Centennial Crest, too. It just seems kind of bare, right, with all the white. And it, it's kind of how the MLS Crest looked at the beginning. Or how I felt about it. You didn't like that old MLS I mean... The new one? Or the old MLS Crest? Oh, I hated the old MLS Crest. Yeah, I hated it. I mean, I can't... I absolutely hated it. Um, wow, that seems like so long ago. I feel like MLS has changed its identity since then. I mean, it really has. That was the whole point, right? MLS yeah. 2.0. Anyway, well, I mean, let us know what you think of the crest by either leaving a comment on SoundCloud or sending an email to soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Definitely let us know, because I know it's a little bit of a contentious subject. I'm going to accept it. Uh, I'm going to, you know, learn to to love it, I think. You know, we can't really say until it's on the actual merchandise. And on the merchandise I've seen, like t-shirts and scarves, it looks really good. And, you know... In the past, we've seen jerseys leaked where it, it didn't look good initially, but it looked good on the players or on the field. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting. And it's something I have, Sahel knows this, something I have always talked about is the United States building an identity, building a consistent identity. And I think this is the first step. The second step is having a dedicated jersey to our national team. All the great national teams in world soccer, all the iconic national teams have iconic jerseys. England has the red. Uh, Netherlands has the orange. Argentina has the blue and white stripes. Mexico has the green. Even teams like Croatia have the checkerboard. Um, Brazil, of course, the yellow, right? Yeah. Uruguay, the light blue, the powder blue. And, you know, it just seems like every year we switch, you know? And I thought either the Centennial white jersey, which was really, really nice, or the Waldo jerseys, I thought those would be the one, either one of those would be the ones we would stick with, but we haven't. And I don't know if you saw the leak jersey. It looks awful. It looks absolutely awful. Um, and I really, and it, it was leaked before the crest was leaked, and it has this crest, this new crest. These blue jerseys that we've been wearing, I, I didn't like them when they leaked, but I, I don't have a problem with them anymore. I mean, it still does, what was your whole thing with, like, it looks like they ran out of ink. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It looks it looks fine on the on the players, right? Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna send this to you right now because I don't know if you've seen it. Um, no, I haven't. Uh, I don't. Is but, it like a hundred? Is it like confirmed? Is it a good source? No, but but the thing is, this was leaked before the crest was revealed, and it has the new crest on it. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So, I I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, you don't. I. Yeah, uh. <laughs> you don't, you Wait, don't like it. It actually looks like, like it looks a NASCAR like, like thing. Oh, it looks like the Barcelona one of the older Barcelona kits. I don't. That I, really I don't do. think that like looks. It. It doesn't look like a jersey. American, or like, I mean, like it should be a, the U.S. kit. I don't know. It's just like. Well, it seems like that would be the away jersey. And, I hope that's you know, false. If we, if we have a cool, yeah, but see the fact that 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 um, the fact that that crest is there, and it was leaked before the crest was revealed, makes me think it's real. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's a good point. Many many leaks in the last week that turned out to be true. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let's move on from this. FIFA elected a new president, uh, Infantino. Is Gianni Infantino. Gianni Infantino 
is his name. President of Italian Infantino. descent, born in Switzerland. He was recently on the reform committee, which was created, by the way, before this whole FIFA reform package. Uh, so he was, you know, a step ahead of the corruption that was going on. So we hope he can uh, be good. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think FIFA at this point, right now, is just degrees of corruption. Uh, I, I don't think we can say Infantino is not corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. Um, he has some interesting ideas. You know, he's the one who sort of uh, spearheaded the expansion of the 24 teams for the Euros. Uh, he played uh, a role in, in, in the creation of the UEFA Nations League, which is that new international competition where... Uh, you know, during friendlies or whatever, England, or, um, England, not England, European teams will play each other and there'll be like a point system. I don't know if you remember that being revealed. Um, and, uh, you know, he also was a part of UEFA or the Euro, the 2020 Euros, which be, which will be played in 13 countries. Um, another notable thing is he wants to expand the world cup to 40 teams, which is crazy. Actually, it's not that crazy. It's only eight more teams. Uh, I don't know. How do, you, how do you feel about that? I mean, it hasn't like always been 32 teams, I guess. No, it hasn't. I mean, it's been lower. I just like 32 because it's clean, right? You have you have eight groups of four. Then you have round of 16, quarterfinals. I like that. If you introduce eight more teams, presumably it's... Um, more groups? Ten, ten, groups of, ten groups of four, right? Uh, which means you would have... Like a few people get buys? You'd have twenty. You'd have twenty teams. The top two teams, right? Yeah. Or the top two teams in each group, right. and then you would probably have three fourth place or four fourth or third place teams, four third place teams to make it twenty four. Yeah. Oh wait, no, no. Wait. That doesn't really make sense, though. Hold on. You, there's ten wait, groups. No. So okay, so twenty, twenty for no twenty of the top two teams. Then. And then four third place teams. That's twenty four. Yeah, but then where do you go from? When do you, where do you go from there? See, you can do that with a group stage, but you already had the group stage. Yes, yeah, so I don't know how they would exactly do that. How how yeah, where would you go? Would you go to would you go from forty to thirty two? No, I, I think like forty to a round of thirty two? I think certain teams would get like I don't like every first, second and third place team gets through. Then you have thirty two teams down to sixteen. Or you go, do you go from 40 to 16, which can't happen. That'd be crazy. I don't know. I mean, you could go to 24 and then have the third-place teams play it out, I guess. Yeah. Something... I don't... I, overall, I think we should just stick to 32 teams. <laughs> yeah, it's just clear. I mean, not because I well, don't like change in the World Cup. I mean, I, I'm... I mean, in fact, I think some of the... Like, I, I think CONCACAF should get one more spot. Like, I would like that. Or at least one more spot to... More intercontinental playoffs, I wouldn't mind, honestly. Um, yeah, I think I think one more spot. I mean, it was it was the right decision to play Oceana. I think that was a good switch. Yeah. Um, instead of instead of uh, Comnable. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see... Yeah. I mean, it'll be... It's, it all, it's always nice to have more teams in the World Cup. Like, more... Because it's every four years, right? It's... it's but 40 is just a weird number to me for some reason. Yeah. Just because I don't, I just don't think it works. Imagine I mean, do you have four teams in the world. Do you have eight groups of five? No, just oh no. I mean that would work. Oh, because you could go to the top two in you, each group. 
Yeah. That's just so wrong. Also, that's more <laughs> games, and I don't know if they have, if they have like right. Well, that's yeah. the issue, right? Yeah. I mean, it'd be one more game for for per team. Um, well, depending on how it works out, but more games you mean to fit into the schedule? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But you would have one more game each day, I guess, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they can figure it out. I just, I mean, I'm always I'm always down for more soccer, but you know, it. I, it's just, like, the, the arguments we're making about, we haven't made it, but arguments like diluting the pool and all that stuff were made when we expanded to 32. Yeah. I, I so. agree. I think, yeah, I, I think that 32 is a, is, a, is a fine number. And I think that you can look at the World Cup qualifiers as the same journey I mean, I did. Like, like, when we qualified for the 2014 World Cup, like, that was all connected in my mind, and it still felt... I don't know. I mean, you're not, you're not playing in the, you know, in the country. Right. Well, there, there's... Well, here's the thing. There's not too many countries that didn't make it that you would say, yes, they deserve to be at the World Cup. You know what I mean? Uh, I think... Yeah. I think maybe, like, emerging countries like Austria you could point to. Maybe a team like Ukraine yeah, who... Yeah, Ukraine was unlucky to play France in the World Cup qualifiers. Maybe some of those African teams, because their their qualifying system is so messed up. It's so messed up. Um, I, I'm going to go through it right now. So basically, you have the first round where the top team in a group gets to the next round, and it's a completely random draw. It's not seeded. So Egypt had won six matches, right? They were 6-0-0. and Then they drew Ghana. And then it's a it's a it's a home and home playoff, and then you and then whoever wins goes to the World Cup. Doesn't that seem kind of stupid? Yeah. So I think right now the best, just because I mean it's mostly because of size of the confederate of the confederations that this works, but <clears throat> excuse me, the best are Comnibol and Concacaf that are similar, you know, a hex type deal where you play everyone in Comnibol you play everyone twice. Yeah. So really, th- those teams really should be there, right? If you finish in the top four in Comnable, you get automatic. Um, I don't think it should ever really be down to one game to qualify for the World Cup because look how big your pool is. Look how many players are rotating in and out. There's so many variables that can go into one game that doesn't say yeah. enough about the team. I mean, technically, it's, technically it's two games. Oh, okay, fine. Well, yeah. But I know it's still the same thing. Yeah. Un- unless you're talking about... They're not intercontinental playoffs. No, I, I that's think a, that can stay, That's different. Yeah, yeah. That's different, I'd say. Because that's, you know, you've made it, you haven't finished as far enough as you should have. Yeah. Because the African African system, it's just random. I mean, what's to say that Ghana can't draw Cote d'Ivoire? I mean, and that ultimately hurts Africa. Yeah. The, the African Federation. So, I don't know. I, I just feel like Egypt maybe deserved to be there over... Uh, I mean, who were the teams that were there? Well, like Nigeria. Algeria. Ghana. Yeah, Algeria. Well, Algeria made it to the round of 16. Yeah, they, they did fine. So, I don't know. Maybe they did, all did deserve to be there. I mean, Egypt had a... That's the thing, though. Egypt had a bad match in the first match against Ghana and got throttled. But, uh, you know, the second match they played much better. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Well, yeah. Anyway, Infantino's the president. He was backed by UEFA. You know, he's he's done some stuff in UEFA. It'll be interesting. It's a new era in FIFA. Yeah, I mean... I mean, yeah, that's a good segue into the 
new FIFA reform package that they talked about. Now, there's a lot of good ideas on this little... We'll, we'll, we'll link to... Well, it passed. It passed. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll link to this graphic or whatever. There's also a video, too, uh, in the description. But to me, this seems a little bit like like the United Nations or something like sort of that. Like, these aren't specifics. <laughs> uh, like, oh... What? Zero tolerance for racism. I mean, like, yeah. Well, every, every, I mean, a lot of people are going to agree on that. But in practice, can you, like, how are you going <laughs> to... I just feel like it, they're good ideas, but do you think that this will have a huge impact on the way that... Well, okay, you know what this runs? reminds me of? This reminds me of Kanye's Donda graphic. Oh, they're just... Yeah. yeah <laughs> they're just words. <laughs> <laughs> like, no conflicts of interest... Well, yeah. How are you going to ensure there are no conflicts of interest? How is that possible? Respect respect all regulations. Yes. What does that mean? And if you haven't seen Kanye's thing, it was just like different ideas he had <laughs> under categories, but they didn't, they're just literally word like they they did. You know what I mean? I don't know how to explain it. No, I'm no, just I mean, kind of they're just vague, positive ideas that a lot of people would like to see. But like, I mean, it's it's harder right, when you actually get everyone. Everyone wants to see emoticon autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one was actually original, though. I'll give him that one. <laughs> was, what that, that wasn't just mean? a word, how, though. That was an idea. Okay. How do you autocorrect emojis, though? How is it going to know what you meant to say? I mean, they could see what the words next to it. I'm I'm sorry. That your uh, uh, my thoughts oh, cross see. your family like weak emoji that doesn't work that shouldn't work. Okay, I see what you're saying. All right, well, enough <laughs> about Kanye. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, I have to do more digging into it to see what specific things they're talking about. But it seems more like a publicity stunt. We'll see. We'll see how this works. Um, I think one of the biggest things that that I'm looking looking forward to with this uh, reform package. Um, is uh, uh, the their greater diversity within the within FIFA? So hopefully we see more women in FIFA. Um, I think that's something that's severely severely lacking. And women's soccer is a big part of the game. It's a big part of FIFA. Um, obviously, you know it has a long way to go in terms of how it compares to men's men's football around the world. But there needs to be some representation there. Agreed. I agree. Um, yeah, they say. Um, yeah, another thing I'm excited about is the FIFA presidency is now restricted to a maximum of 12 years, which is still kind of a lot. But we're not going to have, you know, a vampire like Set Platter for. <laughs> but there's still like re-election and everything, right? Like the yeah, terms yeah, yeah. of four, how many? Years? I think a, 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 a term is three years okay. now. Uh, I believe. And if there's more democracy and less conflicts of interest or whatever, then hopefully each term will have, like, some interest to it when it comes to electing these candidates. Right. Right. And, and, and the biggest thing now is FIFA is under more scrutiny than it's ever been. It's being watched. It's being monitored. And that's really where this all comes in, right? It's much harder to get away with the stuff that they uh, were getting away with. Yeah. And all in all, that's a great thing. Great thing for soccer and obviously it's not going to change overnight we still have a long way to go but this is a great first step forward yeah you know it, it, it's discouraging because you know a lot of people in the u.s don't 
I mean, don't, I mean, obviously soccer is growing in the States, but, you know, it's just not at that point. So the big stories that you hear now, the big stories that a lot of people hear are their first stories that they hear about soccer or about FIFA and its corruption. So if we can move to a way towards that, we can focus on what's important and, uh, you know. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I was talking to my political science professor uh, my freshman year of college, and he said, you know, the the literally something that the whole world loves and cherishes and is one of the biggest uh, unite, uniting forces in all of the world is governed by such a corrupt and dark organization. And it's impossible to separate the two, you know, because you can say, oh, let's boycott the World Cup. Let's boycott, you know, let's leave FIFA. But the fact of the matter is you really can't if you want to be a relevant team. You know what I mean? You and I can say let's the U.S. Soccer Federation should boycott the Qatar World Cup. But as fans, I don't want to see the U.S. not compete in a World Cup. I don't want to wait eight years. Well, maybe you could you know be I mean? the catalyst for another team, like maybe Costa Rica, to withdraw from the World Cup, and then it goes. Yeah, on yeah. On. So, so, so people then just leave. Yeah, I mean that's a possibility, but that's never gonna. But it's never going to get to a yeah. point where there's where there are no. More teams. likely than not, you just look stupid. Uh, well, I don't. I don't know about that. I but. mean, well, no, because you don't want to. You don't want to rob your. I mean, eight years to wait for a World Cup. And not, right, I mean that happens to a lot of that happens to a lot of countries, but I mean we're in a Sorry, fortunate yeah, position where we're at the top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, but you know, being good enough to qualify for the World Cup and even getting to a point where you do qualify and then boycotting it, it's you know it's tough. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, yeah. So do you, one more thing before we okay. get into uh, the rest of the pod. Um, do you think the World Cup will be moved from Qatar? Do you think Qatar will be stripped from the World Cup? Of their World Cup? No. I don't see it happening. No. But, yeah. I mean, they've already okay. begun, begun, like, a ton of construction. I don't... I I don't think it... Well, okay, see, I don't like that argument. Because even though these people have died... Like, I mean, people are still going to be dying. No, I, I'm, I'm not saying it should be in Qatar because they've started construction I'm saying that it will be because oh I see but, I mean because okay. they've already started plans there yeah yeah, yeah. I see yeah. okay fair enough um, alright yeah but hopefully they can keep the danger to a minimum I mean you can't really because it has nothing to do with soccer well, it's, it's slave yeah. labor it's ridiculous <laughs> and the, it starts with the sponsors the sponsors need to put more pressure on FIFA Coca-Cola Oh, this is, but the problem is, if, if Coke says, you know what, we're done, we're done with you, we're, you know, Pepsi's going to step in and take that sponsorship. Yeah, it's... That's the issue. It's that's the competitive issue. world out there. Yeah. Um, All right. Before we get into European soccer, which is our next topic, why don't we talk about our wonderful sponsors, Ambitious Strike. If you want some really cool t-shirts or a nice tank top, go check out ambitiousstrike.com and use the discount code BROTHERS for 15% off your entire purchase. The link will be in the description. They have great t-shirts. You know, they want to be sort of like a Hollister uh, or a uh, Hurley. 
you know, it's a soccer brand, but it's it's for anyone to wear. You don't necessarily have to be a soccer fan. So definitely order definitely order a t-shirt, tell your friends. It's a great brand. All right, European soccer. Let's get into it, man. Yeah. Uh, we saw Oops, Liverpool take on Man City in Wembley on Saturday, Sunday, uh, in the Capital One Cup final. Man City came out on top. Yep, Man City came out on top in penalties. They really should have won in extra time. Or, sorry, not in extra time. Full, excuse yeah. me, in regular time. Um, you know, it was a 1-1 draw. Man City won 3-1 in penalties. Uh, Fernandinho with a uh, with an interesting goal. Uh, Aguero with a nice pass in, but really not great goalkeeping from Mignolet. Mignolet should have saved it, but Mignolet definitely redeemed himself in the rest of the match. He made some incredible saves from point-blank range, and it seemed like Manchester City would score, but it didn't happen. Sterling had a couple of misses. Uh, the big play was Aguero looked like he had won a penalty. It should have been a penalty. Um, you know, Moreno just sticks his leg out, and Aguero goes down. Clear penalty in my mind, uh, not awarded, and then Coutinho scores in the 83rd minute. But after Fernandinho missed the first penalty kick in the shootout, Willy Caballero makes three saves in the penalty shootout. Absolutely fantastic. Yaya Torre notches home the winning penalty. Uh, some very, Mignolet was very close to saving some, but Man City comes out on top and reclaims their title as... Well, I was going to say champions of England. That's just not true. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> uh, I think they were the Capital One Cup champions two years ago. So yeah, they were. Gonna... And I th- they've won it a few times. Um, I th- what, what, what else was I going to say? Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, Sorry. I think it's a good trophy for them to win. I mean, at least, I guess this can be a case for Pellegrini to stay if they don't finish in that. He's not, he's not staying. Range. <laughs> he's not, what, what are you saying? He's not staying. <laughs> It was kind of like, yeah I don't know I don't know I like Pep, him he looks innocent. Pep Guardiola well I like I like Pellegrini too but Guardiola it's 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 pretty much confirmed he's he's going to Man City yeah yeah that's true. Um I mean it was a very exciting match though uh, it was fun to watch. Um, better, I was yeah. I was happy that Liverpool lost. Uh, yeah. I, w- I, w- I think everyone when Coutinho hit the goal scored the goal in the eighty third minute was just like oh. This is, like, like if Liverpool gets away with this, then this is going to be talked about forever because, I mean, it should have been, like, a 2-0 yeah. win or a 2-0 lead. Well, you don't, know if, you don't know if Man City would have scored the penalty. That's so not Well, they should have been given the chance. Oh, right. This is what I was going to say. I don't know if you remember before the 2014 World Cup, I was like, why is Willy Caballero not the starting goalkeeper for Argentina? Surely he's better than Sergio Romero. Hey, Romero did... Pretty well, didn't he? he? Yeah, he did, he did well. He was fine. I just think I think Caballero's the best keeper Argentina has right now. Yeah, I mean, you I think he proved. I mean, yeah, he's better than that. He's better than being a backup. Romero's I mean, sure. starting, yeah. So, well, I mean, neither is Caballero. Joe Hart's the starter. That's true. That's true. Joe Hart is the starter. But I think, yeah. But I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see Caballero come to Everton because Tim Howard's leaving. I forgot to mention that in the. Intro. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty sad. Um, well, I mean, I think it's the right time. <laughs> you're, you're not going to miss watching Tim Howard play for Everton. I'm going to miss. T- I'm going to miss watching the old Tim Howard play. I already. I'm right now. I miss watching Tim Howard play for Everton. But he's just not the because same. Because Joe Robles take o- took over. 
No, because he just hasn't been good. I'm sure he would tell you too. He he's not been up to his standards. Do you think he's going to be a good keeper in MLS? Uh, I think he's immediately the best keeper in MLS. Maybe behind Bill Hamid, who's injured right now. Yeah, Charlie. Hor- well, you know, we're not going to talk about this, but Charlie Horton, the under twenty three keeper, was signed uh, by DC United. He recently left Leeds United before family issues. So. Decent signing in, in during Bill Hamid's injury. Yeah, they could be a dangerous team this year. I mean, we saw what they did last year. I mean, yeah, they're always at the top. They're always a team people underrate. Well, we'll talk more about MLS in our MLS preview this Friday. Moving over to Italy, we did see Juventus beat Inter Milan 2-0 in a game that pretty much sealed the title for them at the top of the table. Uh, really? Why? They're only three points up on Napoli. <laughs> okay. You obviously haven't been watching these Serie A for the past few years. No, I mean, they've been on fire. When they've had one loss in 20 matches or something? Yeah. I mean, that's that's insane. Cause they still, one they still, non-win, I think. Oh, one draw? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I mean, they've been on fire. They've been incredible. Paul Pogba, uh, Dybala, incredible players. Neither, neither of them scored in this match. Um... You know, it, Juventus won two to nothing. Bonucci scores a magnificent volley off of a terrible clearance by uh, D'Ambrosio. I mean, he just heads it across the box yeah. like right, right to Bonucci. <laughs> I don't really know what he was doing, um, but that happened. And then Morata scores a penalty. I don't know if you saw the penalty uh, where I think it was it Mar- was it Morata who went down or DiBala. Someone went down. Uh, Miranda got called. I thought it was a clear, clear um, tackle. Wait, let me check my notes here. It's it's somewhere over here. Um, uh, yeah, I can't. Never mind. I can't find it. Um, I don't know. It, it, in my opinion, Miranda got fouled before that. He was pushed by, I think it was Morata. Um, I'm sorry if I'm wrong. Um, he was pushed by Morata. And, uh, and then it looks like Miranda won the ball cleanly. And then Juventus scores a penalty. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't say that because. I, sorry, going back to the whole Juventus won the league thing. I'm not saying that because, it, it, like you know, I expected Inter to beat Juventus, but I'm saying that because of the next result, as we saw Fiorentina take on Napoli in Artemio Franchi. Uh, a lot of the excitement was in the beginning of the game. Well, yeah, Marcus Alonso right away scores in the fifth minute off a nice header. Um, and then Iguain scores a really bad clearance by Marcus Alonso again. Um, the keeper, whose name I can't really pronounce, I'm not going to try to, um, Fiorentina's keeper, in a bad position, was initially going for the ball that uh, Marcus Alonso was trying to clear, was out of position, and then Gonzalo Iguain scores from probably 22, 23 yards out. Um, decently easy finish on the ground to tie it up. Uh, a very, very interesting match, uh, Fiorentina outshot Napoli 9-5, to but only had one shot on target. All five of Napoli's shots were on target. That being said, uh, Na- Fiorentina hit the crossbar twice in the first half. Um, uh, who hit the crossbar? Um, Kalinic and... Uh, I forgot who the other one was hit the crossbar. Um, but it was an exciting yeah, match. That was crazy. It was a really exci- yeah, there. it was a really exciting match, even though it was only 1-1. It was it was really back and forth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was almost a split 50-50 in possession. It's almost yeah. the same amount of shots. Uh, yeah, Fiorentina my, my friend... edged. 
For, sorry, Fiorentina edge Napoli 51 to 49 in position. Wow. Uh, yeah, my friend said that he was still celebrating Fiorentina's goal when, when Napoli scored. I mean, that was like a <laughs> kickoff glitch from FIFA, from like FIFA 14. That was crazy. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Pause for a second. Like, not actually pause. We're still going to not pause the podcast. But Dwight Howard wanted to come to Milwaukee before the trade deadline. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that after the podcast. <laughs> no, we, what? Okay, no, we didn't. No one wants to come okay. to Milwaukee. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, we're we're, we're Bucks fans. That's probably the least known team in the NBA. Okay, maybe not, but Timberwolves? Kareem, Oscar, I don't know. Okay, this is, this is completely yeah. irrelevant. This is completely irrelevant, but... You know, Napoli down three points now. I think Juventus is going to run away with it. This result was really good, I think, for my team, Roma, because, you know, we still have a chance to get second because Napoli didn't grab those points and we're ahead of Fiorentina now because they couldn't get but, three points. But they're, Well, it's really big for Roma because they're in the automatic qualification spot. Oh, no. No. They're in the playoff yeah. spot. I've, that's a travesty that Italy gets three spots. That's ridiculous. It is. Um, so it's huge for Roma. Um, big for Inter, too, to, to lose, because now they're five points behind third place. Third and fourth place. Um, but, Sahil, Napoli's only three points behind Juventus. Their goal differential is the same. Is the first tiebreaker in Serie A goal differential? It's head-to-head. Head to head? Okay. Uh, uh yeah. I, uh, I think Juventus just beat Napoli last week. I'm yeah, just they did one nothing. Okay, okay. They won one nothing. Yeah. Um... Dybala, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's... it's. I think it's it would take a collapse. I've... I mean, I don't know. I've just played every scenario in my head. I think this is not the year for Juventus to be dethroned. Uh, maybe if Rudy Garcia didn't start the season as Roma's head coach, then it could be. Well... <laughs> I mean, we've looked so good. We've... We, we, you know, I, I will say Juventus being in the Champions League against Bayern, um, and then also having ha- having to worry about the Coppa Italia, I think that could that could hurt them, and they could lose one of those matches to maybe Sassuolo. You know, it's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it's a possibility, I guess. But I, I, I think you've, I'm going to pick Juventus to, to come out on top, uh, and I think the table is going to stay actually the same how it is right now. I'm not sure if Roma can take that second spot, that automatic Champions League group stage spot. Yeah, I mean, Juventus was so bad, and, like, Inter and Fiorentina were so good at the beginning of the year, and Napoli was a little disappointing, too, and then, you know, it just ends up like it always does. Except Roma's usually in second. Yeah, for the past two years. Uh, Where's Lazio? Oh, they've been awful this year. They're in eighth. (laughs) What happened to them? What happened to them? I don't know. Negative two goal differential? Eh, Well... They didn't really lose anyone. They still have Felipe Anderson. They have Keita still? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, anyways, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what we'll, we'll see what happens in Serie A. We've got uh, 11 more games there to see pretty much who makes those Champions League spots, or I guess... I can't believe... I can't believe Hellas Verona is going to be relegated, too. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a team that has... I mean, last year... Last year, I, yeah, Luca Toni played couple, for them, and then he he yeah. led the league in goals. Was that last year? No, I think it was last year or two years ago. Yeah, um, he still plays yeah. for Verona, but um, 
Yeah, he's he, he's incredible, actually. He's 38 years old. I thought it was before the World Cup, wasn't it? Because people were asking about uh, whether he'd be on, on the national team. I think he's thought, actually led the league in goals the last two seasons. Wow. Because uh, it says here 22 goals in 2014, 2015. And then okay. bef- the year before that, uh, maybe, maybe it was just last year. But 22 seems a lot for last year, especially considering... I think Iguain was injured for a lot of the year. I, I think. I think. Anyways, either way, that's pretty impressive for him to be doing yeah. that on not even that good of clubs. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he's yeah at his age. He's too. a legend. Um, he really is. He and Francesco Totti. Oh, we could have a lot to talk about Totti, but yeah. I don't think we'll, we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna yeah, talk we're about not gonna get into that. Yeah. Uh, moving over to England, back to England. Manchester United beat England. Arsenal three to two in. The Old Trafford. I forgot the stadium name for a second. <laughs> in, in, in the Old yeah. Trafford. <laughs> I was going to say Emirates for a second, but then I realized United was at home. Uh, Rashford. Marcus Rashford, the legend. The legend of Marcus Rashford. He had a he had a brace in the cup last week, too. Martial who? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's awesome. <laughs> he was, Okay, let's, let's, not, let's not make this add on Yanisai 2.0. Um... <laughs> You know, he's a good player. He scored a nice goal um, in the uh, 32nd minute. A uh, nice pass from Lingard. Uh, Rashford deflected, I think, off the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper had a chance to save it, didn't pit a check. Uh, before that, eighth mi- in the 8th minute, Arsenal actually had a really nice chance to take the lead. Uh, Monreal was in on goal, couldn't finish. Uh, in the uh, 32nd minute, um, or sorry, in the 40th minute, wait... No, I'm missing. I missed the 29th. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's, the one, that's the one that was deflected. Yeah, and then he um, put it back uh, in. 32nd minute yeah. was the header. That was, was the header. Yeah. yeah, off the free kick from Lingard. Was it a free kick? Uh, um, I thought so. Maybe. Oh, no, I don't... Actually, I don't know. Uh, I, don't I don't remember. So. Wow, my notes, are, my notes are terrible. I'm really sorry, guys. Um... Uh, the first one was Gabrielle had, a ter- had an awful clearance. That's the theme of the day today. Awful, awful clearance. Um, I'm thinking of Welbeck's goal. His was off of free yes, kick. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm all over the place. Um, Rashford, 29th minute goal. Bad clearance by Gabriel. Rashford is there to put it home. And then in the 32nd minute, um, he's there with the header. 40th minute, as I just alluded to, Daniel Welbeck. Danny Welbeck scores an, uh, a header off of a free kick. Uh, 65, 65th minute, um, Herrera scores... What, Initially looked like an, a golasso, but then <laughs> was uh, a deflection, like oh. a straight deflection off of Gabriel. I didn't see that. Yeah, it was a straight deflection off. Of <laughs> yeah, it looked like it, right? And then I looked at some other angles, and it was it went right off of Gabriel. It, it could have been an own but goal. But did you see that honest. composure from Rashford to lay it off there? Yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, he looked good. Um, you know, Marcus Rashford or, or Julian Green? I don't know. We'll talk about Julian Green later. Um... <laughs> But Gabriel did not have a good name, good game. In the 69th minute, um, Arsenal is able to pull one back. Ozil, Mesut Ozil, a, a great volley off of, off of a, uh, a save from David De Gea. Danny Welbeck misses from point blank range. A volley into the ground and then in, into the upper 90 by Mesut Ozil. Great, he was great, like great spinning goal. too. That was very hard. To, like it was weird. Right. Yeah. It was. It was weird. Um, and uh, probably the biggest and most exciting thing from this match was Van Gaal's dive. Did you see this? No. What? It was all over the internet. 
Yeah, you know what? You haven't been on footy Twitter in a long time. No, I'm not. Um, but my printer is passing out. Sorry if anyone heard that. <laughs> I, I can't hear it, which is a good okay. sign. Um, well, after this, look up Van Gaal's dive. It was hilarious. He went up to the referee. Ander Herrera had just gotten booked, um, and then he he was like perplexed or whatever, and then he just dove. He pretended to dive. Are you looking it up right yeah. now? Um, yeah, so it's pretty funny. But it's, it's, a, it's a big, big match because Arsenal f- falls into third place in the Barclays Premier League. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Yeah. I can't believe you missed that. But uh, Arsenal's now five points behind Leicester City. They're in third place. And uh, three, two points behind Tottenham. Tottenham is surprised. Yeah, Tottenham are in second place, yeah, man. They they're only three over the weekend. They're they're only three points off the league I think title. It's safe to say they're a great team. Yeah, they are. You know, they have Deli Ali, Eric Dyer, Christian Eriksen, Harry Kane, all this young talent. Eric Lamela, Jan Vertonghen, who's not so young, and they have Danny Rose. You know, Ugalori. They're just such a good team, and they're so well coached by Mauricio Pochettino. And you know, hats off to hats off to them and our social media intern Dinesh Raj, big Tottenham fan. Exciting season for him. Um, the other, the other United now are only three points behind Manchester City for fourth place, which is big for them. So it was a big win yeah. for Manchester United. Was it a bigger loss for Arsenal or a bigger win for United? Oh, uh, well, I think I'd say about equal. For one, you know, it pretty much means that Arsenal are out of the race. Maybe not. You never know. Um, but it seems that way. And then for Manchester United, if if they lose, they're six points behind Manchester City. You know? Yeah. If Arsenal Not win, to mention, two... Man City's played one less game. But I know you don't care about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I care, but, you know, I just don't... After Seattle blew their supporter shield that one year, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't... You know, or they didn't blow it. They just seemed like they were easily going to win it with all those games in hand. But they didn't. But MLS, it's so difficult. I think, yeah. I'll, I'll... Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. But but my point is, you know, those aren't a guaranteed three points. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't just give them three points or one point. Yeah. Uh, we have to wait for the match. But yeah, I mean, so they'd be potentially nine points behind. So it, it, it's it's a big win for them. A big win for Louis Van Gaal. Um, that being said, Arsenal, if they win, they're only two points behind Leicester. So, you know, I think it's it's equally big, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, looking at the table, Brad Guzan needs to transfer, I'd say. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> All right. Shall we talk about Lyon PSG? Actually, yeah, I just wanted to let you take this, because I know you're going to take every chance you can get to speak French or in a French No, accent, I'm not. So. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lyon beat PSG to hand them their first league uh, loss in 36 games. It's incredible. That's incredible. If you look at their goal differential this year, it's almost double the highest team in the Premier League with 53 out of Tottenham's 28. So, oh my God, yeah. They're, they have 73 points through 28 matches, are 23 points ahead of Monaco. And, um, you know, if, if okay, if, if Monaco... If PSG were to lose the rest of the matches, if they were to lose, Monaco would still... Monaco would need to win... I mean, it would... Well, actually, I guess they'd only need to win eight. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, 
but it'd be ex- it would still be extremely difficult. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, no, well, uh, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's impossible at this point, but crazy. Anyway, this match, Leon wins. Cornet with a wonderful goal, um, a wonderful turn and goal off a Lacazette assist, and then Serhi Darder. Um, in the in stoppage time in the first half with a great touch over Thiago Silva in the finish. Uh, Lucas is able to score in the 51st minute with a nice left-footed shot. Uh, did you see the back heel from Cavani before that? Yes. I thought that was excellent. Yeah, that was um, uh, so, yeah. But, you know, uh, Lyon with a, with a very, very good showing. Yeah, we don't often touch Liga, but now you can see why. Well, yeah, there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> when we touch we, when we touch on Liga, it's a... It's a Usually Alejandro Bedoya, that's what we're talking true, about. True, true, true. We'll see if we All see right. Alejandro Bedoya today. We probably won't in the Americans Abroad. Um, yeah, we won't. <laughs> but let's talk about our goal of the weeks, because uh, I don't think we did this segment last week, but we want to make this consistent. It's a, it's a cool segment. Uh, Go- goals of the weeks. Goals of the week. Oh, yeah, goals of the week. Sorry, I said goal yeah. of the weeks. <laughs> uh, well, it's when, like when people say, for God's sakes... For God's sakes. I mean, I say sakes. that. Well, no, you no, people say for God's sakes. Yeah, you could say that, because if you're polytheistic. No, no, you say for, oh, for God's, no, but you'd say for God's sakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for, what do they say? Not for God's, not for God's sakes. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. We should start like a people say, podcast. I, I could care less. Okay, that, that's like, just stupid. You, that means you could care less. That you're means actually you're just... articulating the opposite of the point that you're trying to articulate. It's, it's awful. <laughs> if you're one of those people, then I don't want your listening. You're, you're okay. No, no stop. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, no, right. go check out Word Crimes by Weird, Weird Al Yankovic. I saw him somewhere recently. I forgot what. I think he had a guest appearance on the show. Anyways. Oh, I thought you meant in person. <laughs> I was like, what? You know who we are going to see in person? Very soon. <laughs> Who? Abby Wambach and Megan Rapino. Oh my god, we got tickets to see them at Ohio State. I am so I'm, excited. I, I, I'm just hoping that we somehow get a picture with them. I don't know. It's not going to happen, but... <laughs> I hope I hope we ask them to be on the podcast. Okay, well, that's like... Well, you're going to leave it up to me. <laughs> there, is a, there is a woman soccer player that we're kind of in contact with. Uh, that's true. So that would be cool well, to get her on, uh, have her opinions on, you know... Maybe with some of the disrespect that they've gotten from FIFA, or what her thoughts are on, uh, you yeah. know, everything that's happening because it's an exciting time for American women's soccer. Going on to my goal of the week, <laughs> Al Sharawi had a 30-yard strike that went into the top right corner past Empoli's goalkeeper to put Roma one one zero ahead in Empoli. It was a great goal. Oh my God. I wanted to choose it as goal of the week, but since you're a Roma fan, I decided to let you have it. He was a good transfer. Um, it was, yeah, it was a great transfer. Is that his third goal now? Uh, that well, he or scored fourth. two goals in that game, so he has four goals in five games in okay. his first five games. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Good for him. Great to see him back in form and scoring because he's he's a player with so much talent, and we were hoping for so much out of him. Yeah. Um, my goal of the week is Lionel Messi free kick a curler. It's a curler. Into the top corner. I don't know what you're referencing. <laughs> I'm referencing everything. Oh wait, is that Jermaine Jones? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jermaine Jones' 2014 World Cup. Oh, is that was that was yeah. oh, that's probably oh, no, that's oh, a yeah, cracker. <laughs> no, but there's a curl. Is that Dempsey? Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, against oh, Germany. Oh, it's a picture goal. Oh, no, it's, <laughs> yeah. wait, what is the it? Curler. It's a curler. 
Oh no, it's, it's Josie Althor's free kick. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Was that Darkest Coleman? I think that was. Was Huey? Was it I think it was Huey. I think it was Huey. Yeah. Oh, they're my favorite. Huey and Dark. <laughs> but it was a great goal. I mean, it wasn't really a curler. It was more of like a laser. Um, great, great goal. It was an equalizing goal against Sevilla. Uh, Barcelona ended up winning that match, right? Uh, I think two to one. Yeah, I could be wrong. I'll check. I, I'm pretty sure they won. Um, yeah, it's two to one. Yeah, they won two to one. Okay. Wow, our notes were not good today. <laughs> we apologize. Oh, by the way, yeah, Roma beat uh, Empoli one to three. What? Because if we're, if we're saying the final results of the goal of the week games, then we had to do that. You don't say Roma beat Empoli 1-3. Okay, okay, why don't you tell me where the game was? You know. No, but then you say Empoli lost to Roma. Wait, Is it not self-explanatory if I say Roma won? <laughs> no, I, I say know, the but it's just, it's just weird to say, like, when, when you're talking about... Uh, whatever, whatever. I'm right, I'm okay. All right, before we get into our next segment, Americans Top 5 Abroad, uh, make sure to check out AmbitiousStrike.com. Ambitious Strike is a great clothing company, also happens to be our sponsor. Check out their link in the description, and when you're there, use the code BROTHERS at checkout for a 15% discount on your entire purchase. Go check them out. Now, time for the Top 5 Americans Abroad. Are you ready, man? I'm ready. With number 5... With number five, Julian Green. Uh, Julian Green scored two goals on Friday uh, to beat um, Rain slash Lack. I don't know what that means, um, but this is really- <laughs> it means the players didn't have enough stamina, so they had to play one team in the first half and then one team in the second. No, that's, that's not what that means. Um, but he scored two goals. This is for Bayern Munich too, by the way. Um, they were down a goal. Um, Julian Green equal, scored the equalizing goal in the, goal in the 52nd minute off a header that was on a corner kick. Uh, Bayern scored another on a penalty kick, and then Green scored the clincher in the 73rd minute, a nice goal past the goalkeeper, Milos Pantovic. Um, Green has four goals in his last four games and seven in his last eight, Sahil. Very, very informed. He's good. I mean, I'm sorry. He's good for this team that he's playing on. I mean, okay, no matter at at the youth level, seven goals in eight games is still He's really a good, good prospect. He's a good prospect. Yeah, he's, he's not done. All right, number four, DeAndre Yedlin played 90 minutes in Sunderland's loss against West Ham. They lost one to nothing. Had a couple of good moments. Um, had a cross that maybe should have been finished. Uh, and, you know, it's great to see him in the starting lineup. And it looks like he will finish at right this season out at right back if he continues to play at this level over Billy Jones, who hasn't been good. Number three. We could get him playing Jeff- Champions League lost soccer next year. Yeah, we could, yeah. I, I think he'll go back out on loan, though, to be honest. Um, Jeff Cam- Because Trippier-, Trippier is playing well, too. They're back up right back. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cameron, at number three, started, and he played the entire match in Stoke City's 2-1 to victory over Brad Guzan, without Brad Guzan, um, Brad Guzan's Aston Villa. Uh, it's great to see him back coming off an injury. Played center back, not central midfield, in this match. Number two, Bobby Wood played 80 minutes, received a yellow card, and more importantly scored a deflected goal in Union Berlin's 2-1 victory over Car- Kars- Karlsruhe? Karlsruhe? How do you pronounce that, Sahel? Uh, Karlsruhe. 
<laughs> Are you sure? Positive. My okay. dad took German. <laughs> yeah, well, your dad is also my dad. Uh, well, <laughs> there's some gray area there. Not really. We're, we're biological brothers. Uh, he did take German. That doesn't mean we know any German. Um, but yeah, Bobby Wood. He's continues to have a. He's continuing to have a very, very good season, and probably, aside from number the number one player, um, appears in our top five most often. Even though you always criticize him for playing in the Bundesliga too. But 10 goals in 22 matches this year, Sahel. You can't deny that's good production. Okay, I'm not going to criticize anyone for playing in the Bundesliga 2. You're living... I mean, I can't criticize someone for doing that. Okay, criticizing him being so high on my list because he's playing in the Bundesliga 2. But 10 goals in 22 games, man. He didn't even start all of them. Uh, I mean, I think if Bedoya played over the weekend, then you got to give some credit to him. Because you're playing for... Uh, yeah, but... Okay, okay. He did. And they drew Monaco, which is a big result. Exactly. And, you know, he could have been there. I just want to talk about Jeff Cameron coming back from injury, DeAndre Edlin keeping his starting spot, giving an update on Julian Green, and then Bobby Wood scored a goal. So I, I was considering putting Bedoya in over Green, or even Yedlin. Um, so so now the segment's about informing and not truly who's in the top five. It's both, because it's it's relative. I just don't want you to use this segment as a way to get information out. No, no, okay, <laughs> fair, fair enough. But here's the thing: it's relative. Like DeAndre Edlin starting and playing ninety minutes is a big is a bigger deal for the national team yeah. than Alejandro Bedoya playing another ninety minutes. That's why it's it's kind of like a hot list, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. It's like power rankings ish. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's that's what this is, or that's you know. Um, and, you know, DeAndre Edlin played well. Jeff Cameron played well. You know, Omar Gonzalez is another player that I considered putting on this list. He played well, too. And number one, as always, is Fabian Johnson. He played the entire match, scored an equalizing goal uh, in the, around the 55th minute. Uh, a great cutback goal, and uh, he slid it home uh, against Augsburg. They drew 2-2 against Augsburg. Not a, not a great result, but, you know, it's great that Fabian Johnson continues to score these goals. I mean, he's on fire, man. What, I hope he plays in the midfield. I sincerely hope he plays in the midfield. And, you know what the best thing about Fabian Johnson is? I mean, so, I, don't, I don't know where to start now. Um, he's versatile? His birthday. Oh. His birthday. Do you know when his birthday is? Leap day? It's the same as Leighton Baines. December 11th? Yeah. Which is my birthday. It was just Sal's birthday. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that does make him make me like him a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, he's number one, as always. Great job to Fafi Johnson. I'm sure he's just ecstatic that he's number one on my list. Motion Gladbach, not a great result, though, because now they're in fourth place. They're still in the Champions League spot, but they're tied with Mainz. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it was a solid list. What? You don't like it? <laughs> no, I just said it was a solid list. I know, I know your, I know your phrases. I know your tone. I know your tones of voice. I recognize when you disapprove. I feel like there's a player that maybe there's not. You know who? You know who has been playing really well? Aaron Schoenfeld. 
Uh, unfortunately, he hasn't really been scoring like the weeks the weeks we've been recording, but he's playing well over in Israel. Okay, but like in that case, like, like if it's kind of like like what like things are making big impacts, like isn't like like a few weeks ago Aaron Johansson returning to training? Like, couldn't that be a top five Americans abroad? No, because that doesn't no. He didn't play. Neither did Bob Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you actually making that comparison? <laughs> I I just don't think I don't think there's like a defined set of rules anymore for this. It's just kind of like there never. What do you mean anymore? There was never a defined set of rules. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, well, we I should like go this. ahead and wrap it up. Okay, thank you. We should go ahead and wrap it up. Did you see the Oscars last night? Uh, I did. DiCaprio won his first Oscar. You know, ever since we started doing this, you refer to everyone as just their last name. No matter who it is. <laughs> Infantino. DiCaprio. <laughs> uh, do I? I don't know what. He's not a soccer player. <laughs> um, ah, yeah. Like you say Leonardo DiCaprio. Fine, Leonardo like Leo DiCaprio. Dica- I mean, I don't know anyone else with the last name DiCaprio. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Okay, fine. I, I, I want to give a quick shout-out to K13Lock. He has been an absolute lad on Twitter, and we support or we appreciate your support on the podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, I trade yeah, 100 I, average fans for a fan like you. Okay, what is wrong with you? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Are you trying to alienate all of our fans? Okay, no, find 100 poor fans for you. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been a great supporter um, of our podcast. Uh, make sure to send an email with your thoughts, man, or tweet us, uh, and we'll address the topics you want us to address. Um, his Twitter, we'll actually put his Twitter in the description. Fan of the week. Fair. That's not a segment, yeah, but he's a fan of the week. Yeah, I, um, I also want to give a big shout out to Nader, um, my RA, uh, for lending me his earbuds. Um, Without him, this podcast wouldn't have happened. So is an so, RA like a like a floor advisor kind of? Yeah, but he's a student. So like he has to be like, okay. So is he ever like a buzzkill? I mean, he has to be sometimes, but he's a really cool person. Okay. Big Arsenal supporter. Is he older than you? He's my age. Okay. I mean, it's hard to be older when you're a junior, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, you know, we've got, I think, yeah, I think there's some Premier League matches happening today and tomorrow, uh, so we'll cover those, and actually, no, no we think, won't cover those. I think we're, we're just going to do a dedicated MLS podcast on Friday, that'll definitely be up probably Saturday morning, um, and Sahil, I know you're excited about Call of Duty, but we gotta learn, we gotta work on the site this Friday. We gotta make sure that comes out. All right, as always, there is an email for this podcast, soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. We're also at, on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at soccerbrospod. We are also on Facebook. Just search Soccer Brothers Podcast. Uh, we are on iTunes and Google Play. Make sure to download, subscribe, and leave uh, a rating. Make sure to let us know what we're doing well, what we can improve on. We definitely improve the feedback. Make sure to be on the lookout for our next podcast on Friday, which will be our MLS preview. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time on the Soccer Brothers Podcast.